This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. Well, uh, the other day, I mentioned to Freddie Mertz when he was here that a uh, principal, who's one of my neighbors, offered me, uh, because I said, kind of jokingly, no, I mean really entirely jokingly, uh, that I am no longer doing unpaid speaking gigs. And so he offered me $1.50, to come and speak at his school. So it got me thinking, what is the best thing that you can purchase with $1.50? What is the most useful thing, the best bang for your buck for $1.50? Now, I wondered that prior to discovering that I could make a 90-second, excuse me, a 90-cent sports bet on one of these sports betting apps. So I'm wondering, maybe the best use of a dollar fifty is to place a bet with it. Then a dollar fifty becomes, you know, two seventy-five. Before you know it, it becomes five dollars, six dollars, and all of a sudden you got something substantive. Because I turned ninety cents into three dollars and sixty-one cents the other day, and people are just in awe, in awe of my football picking prowess. But I would love to ask you the question, what is the best thing, whether it's a service, a, uh, you know, a wager or a product that you can purchase for $1.50? I mentioned to uh, Freddie Mertz when I posed this question to him, I said um, the best, because I did some research online on this, the best thing that I had seen was what you should do is get 150 pennies from the bank or from somewhere and look for wheat pennies because most of the wheat pennies are worth more than a dollar fifty. Excuse me, worth more than a cent. Some, usually, most are worth between two and five cents. Some are worth substantially more. Usually, the older they are, the more they're worth. And then you take those wheat pennies and you get more pennies with them. You get more money with them. And for the ones that aren't wheat pennies, you go to the bank or somewhere else and you trade those pennies in for more wheat pennies until you're left with nothing but valuable wheat pennies. Now, that strikes me as interesting, and I'd be curious to see if it works out, but it strikes me as a lot of work, right, and a lot of time and tedium, honestly. And, you know, my wife has persuaded me to stop bringing the cans and bottles to the grocer because of all the time that that involves. So if I'm not even doing that anymore, which I used to really enjoy, how do I justify doing this wheat penny exchange? So if it's not wheat pennies, what is the best use of a dollar fifty? 
And I, I got to thinking, what's the best thing that you can buy in a dollar store? Because while 100 years ago, 150 years ago, the 99-cent store or the dollar store might have been the most lavish, the most expensive store on the block, these days, it's really cheap stuff that's there. And there was an interesting article in The Hustle about how some communities are even moving to ban dollar stores, dollar stores like Dollar General is the the big one. But I mean even though some communities are trying to ban them there are a huge number of these dollar stores out there. And if you want to become a millionaire, it looks like the quickest way to do it is with these dollar stores because there are a total of 35,000 stores owned by Dollar General and Dollar Tree. Those are the two largest players in the space. And an estimated 249 million Americans now live within five miles of one of these dollar stores, making them as common as McDonald's franchises. And these dollar stores are the fastest growing food retailers in the U.S., both by sheer number and food uh, food spending. So it's very interesting, this uh, story in The Hustle, because more and more communities are trying to ban them or have banned them. The first uh, one to ban them was um, uh, Stonecrest, Georgia. But you have a lot of other communities that are moving to this. And you know who's unhappy about this? The people that shop there. You know, last year, residents in Michigan and Nebraska... They voiced such local opposition to the construction of a Dollar General that policymakers rejected the initial plans. The Dollar General developer sued and faced the prospect of hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees. But if you ask the people that actually shop there, they said, look, the reason they shop there is because the things that you purchase are inexpensive and you don't have the money to get things elsewhere. So every city is going to face this battle over what to do with these dollar stores, right? I mean, research from UCLA and the University of Toronto found that one grocery store closes for every three new dollar stores that open. A new dollar store in the market means shoppers buy less fresh produce, particularly if they're older, or low income, or belong to a minority group, or if they lack access to a car. And these researchers also gamed out what markets would look like if the influx of dollar stores hadn't happened at all beyond 2010, and they found that the number of grocery stores in the communities they studied would have increased by 54%. So, and it's funny, we've talked about uh, food deserts, places that don't have a grocery store, like um, or supermarket, like Atlantic City, for instance. You know what Atlantic City does have? They got a couple of dollar stores. So maybe there's something to this. But what is the best thing that you can purchase with a dollar fifty? 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. That is the question. A question. Since before your sun burned hot in space and before your race was born, I have awaited... A question. But obviously, I know a lot of you are eager to comment on um, my discussion with Ambassador Ford as well. Let me begin with Ron in Michigan. Hi, Ron. 
Hi, Frank. <clears throat> Frank, <clears throat> excuse me, a book you should read. You don't have to read it, but if you want to learn what's going on in the Middle East, you have to find out the history. The book's name is God's Wolf. I, the author escapes me right now. He's an Englishman. But it's the, the Muslims hated him so much from the, from the days of his crusaders, they sent him a bomb to blow up in 2010 over O'Hare Airport, okay? His name was Renald de Chalion, all right? He was, he was the most notorious crusader. He fought, he fought every uh, battle. He was up in the 60s when they finally, Saladin finally killed him, okay, by his own hand. But, you know, he, his, they think he was going to steal Mohammed's body and put it on display, okay? He built a, a, a secret uh, black fleet that he could dismantle and carry in the desert on camels, okay? That's, that's how uh, – but this battle for, for the Middle East with the Crusades, uh, it's Muslim expansionism going back to the Crusades. It, it, it's never-ending, and we are the Crusaders. I'm, I'm sorry, you know, whether you're Jewish or American, we are standing up against the Muslim tide, plain and simple. The people with the most weapons, the most powerful weapons who are ready to use them will win. If they had the weapons that we have, we, there would be no, no, no more Christians or uh, anybody else, okay? That's it. All right. So Thank you. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Ron. 800-848-9222. Uh, Tony, any thought as to what the best thing that you could purchase with $1.50 is? There's nothing at the do- at the Dollar General store that's a dollar fifty anymore. Well, no, I mean there are some things what, that are a dollar twenty five. I've seen batteries, soda. Well, maybe yeah. Um, so, right, so um, non-frill the- cookies. So, what is the best thing you could purchase for a dollar fifty? It doesn't have to be at the Dollar General store. It could be anywhere. It's kind of two separate discussions. One, should the dollar store be banned? And two, um, what's the best thing you could purchase for a dollar fifty? Hmm. That's a million dollar question. There's nothing, um, or at least a dollar fifty question. Water pistol. That's the best. That's that's what you'd say. Water pistol. A frisbee. Well, the best thing. No, the best thing at a dollar store, but the best thing overall probably overall. would probably be like what you said, a scratch off. Scratch or off. Something like that. Scratch off. Okay. See, most of the good scratch offs are two dollars, though. I find the dollar scratch offs. They don't really. They don't really do anything. I'll stick with my. I would do a sports bet for a dollar fifty then. Um, which, you know, I'm excited that uh, about doing this because there's some days where, you know, I don't have a lot of money on me. But, you know, I'll find I'll be able to find a dollar fifty in the seat cushions and maybe I'll go to the bank and you know, be able to play, say, sports. But that's kind of cool. You never know what becomes of it. Maybe but it's like, a long shot. Like the pick three or the pick two is not like 50 cents or no, something No, no, I like think that? it's a dollar. I think it's a dollar. Right, I, so see, a I don't dollar really play yeah, um, so lotto, but I, I, I think it's about a dollar. You know, it's funny. I won the um, the playoff pool that I'm in this week and uh sherry the mistress of the playoff pool she writes uh to the whole group she says well my thought is morano vision that's my uh handle in the pool should play the lottery congratulations usually the player that's in the middle between two other tiebreaker points doesn't stand a chance but you're the exception obviously so what happened was in the monday night game Someone else, we all had five wins. There were three of us with five wins. Someone else had as their tiebreaker points 39 points, and then someone else had 45 points. I was smack dab in the middle with 42, which never wins, and yet I won. So maybe I should play the lotto if I get this $1.50 payday from uh, 
from my friend uh, John Charles. 800-848-9222. Rocco, either the best thing you could purchase for $1.50 or your thoughts on the movement to ban the dollar store. Yeah, buy a nice bag of pretzels. I enjoy salty pretzels. What can I say? For a buck, you can't go wrong, can you? Hey, salty snack, potato chips, popcorn. How about a bag of pot? That's where I go to snack aisle. For a buck, um, hey, can't go wrong. But as far as banning them, Frank, ludicrous. This is America. They did the same thing years ago with Walmarts, right? Mm-hmm. There were communities all over. No, no, no Walmart here. You're going to put our local businesses out of business. We don't want you here. Get out of here, Walmart. Now there's a Walmart everywhere. Do you hear those bands anymore about Walmart? Well, there, I mean, there are, no. none, there are none in New York City. Oh, well, that's tough for you. It's tough to do. But <laughs> why? Ask why. Yeah, we got them all over. No, I know. They're I very popular. Very popular, Rocco. Yeah. You know, um, this article in The Hustle chronicles this woman, Allison Severance, who held an apple in her hand, and she said it looked like a deflated balloon, soft, brown, and leaking. And she thought to herself, this can't be what passes for groceries, not on my watch. And she was standing in a Dollar General store a few miles from Cascade, Maryland, where she and a dozen other residents are suing a developer to stop a Dollar General from going up. She said to the hustle, the apples were rotten, the zucchini was rotten, the spinach was slimy. It was horrible. So this village, Cascade, has uh, 840 people, but it has three dollar stores within five miles of town. And so when Miss Severance heard her next-door neighbor was selling his land to put up another one, she made yard signs for other Cascadians to plant on their lawns. She walked up and down the highway waving an enormous banner that read, Say No to Dollar General. So along with a dozen others, she hired a lawyer to fight the developer in court. And the village quickly racked up thousands of dollars in legal fees. Severance held that, Miss Severance, Allison Severance, held ceramics fundraisers, donating all the proceeds to pay for the legal bills. But this is not unique to Maryland. This dollar store backlash is happening all over the country. The stores are routinely blamed for gouging customers, making it harder for stores selling healthier food to open nearby, and for failing hundreds of government safety inspections, making the stores so unsafe that even some shareholders are concerned. And... How do they get the prices so low? Well, usually because there's only one person working there. They don't have more than one person working there at the time. What does that lead to? Leads to this being a target for robbery. So a lot of folks say these stores can be a little unsafe as well. So uh, in order to fight back, Miss Severance and some 60 communities have attempted to restrict their growth by limiting their locations or banning them outright. What can you buy for a dollar fifty and should the dollar store be banned? Eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. Joaquin is in Pennsylvania. Hello, Joaquin. Hey, Frank, buddy, I'll tell you what you buy for a dollar fifty and then you can have a little fun. Get a condom. Ah, that's a good one. How much do condoms cost now? It's been a while since I, I purchased one. Yeah, I've been married I've been married to the same woman for forty three years. I don't need one. I had more four, I had my four children and she had a point actually where she couldn't have children and had some issues. So she had to have some certain parts removed. So 
that's not a problem for me. You know what, Ken? <laughs> all of your calls have some depressing aspect to them. I mean, every every call doesn't matter the topic. There's always some deviation into some really depressing aspect of, of your life. I feel bad for you. Maybe I want to send you a dollar fifty uh, after uh, after listening to this. Hey, you want to know something? I want to give you a teaser. I want to give you a teaser. One of my calls. I'd love to tell you a story. How uh, I. I uh, was uh, hauling horses, and we had one that went ballistic in a trailer, and how my partner's cowardice and, uh, and sense of flight made him leave me, and that saved my life, and that actually contributed to my uh, occasional uh, lack of lucidity. But that will be another call. But anyway, uh, well, no, you got you know something? Yeah, I've had some bad luck. Like I said, when I was 17, I got shot deer hunting. Right. And That's I, what I'm saying, uh, Joaquin. It's a, it's, nah, I feel nah, like we're playing what? queen for a day every time you call in. No, no, no. Don't worry about that. It's all right. It's all good. It's all good. Hey, you know what? I have many interesting stories to tell. I have a whole lot of them. You know? Um, but anyway, getting back to the style of all general All evidence thing. to the contrary. I mean, where I live, okay, it's kind of a little, I, I like the illusion of seclusion. So to go to the Walmart, it's probably about a 30-minute ride, maybe a little bit longer, you know, to go to the bigger stores. And we've got a couple Dollar General stores here, you know, and they're really not bad. They're nice, and they got some groceries and stuff. But I will tell you this, you want to get yourself a half a gallon of milk or whatever, you're better off going to the gas station because the milk at Dollar General is a lot more expensive. Oh, really? You surprised oh, yeah. me. Oh. I, I didn't know that. because I know, And thanks for the call, Joaquin. I know that Dollar General is so well-known for – selling cheap goods, you know, uh, produce especially that's about to expire, but even these cheap made in Chinese, uh, made in China knockoffs that nobody would ever want to purchase. But there, there's a market for them. Last year, Dollar General raked in $37.8 billion in revenue, followed closely by Dollar Tree, which brought in $28.3 billion in revenue. Billion with a B. So the stores, they're known for serving low-income communities and food deserts, but the Data Cruncher Morning Consult found last year that 45% of households making $100,000 or more were open to shopping at discount stores. That's up from 39% the year before. I'm trying to think. I've been in uh, dollar stores. I'm trying to think why I was there because there used to be one near my old apartment and I, I definitely purchased something in there because I, I do get a kick out of the fact that everything's a dollar. Or at least, again, as Tony pointed out, with inflation, it's a little more than a dollar. But it's still pretty close to a dollar. Might have been batteries. I don't remember. But it was whatever it was, it was barely functional. 800-848-9222. Jay in Cincinnati. Hello, Jay. Hey, Frank. Out here in the boondocks at Costco, you can get a nice lunch for a buck fifty, A big hot dog and a soda pop. And you can load that hot dog down with relish and sauerkraut before COVID, but they took the sauerkraut away now. Well, see, I, I that is a popular item at that uh, at Costco, the Frankfurter, and that might be the best thing to purchase yes. for a dollar fifty. The, the Costco Frankfurter because they use those as a loss leader. So you you heard they're doing away with the churro at Costco? No, I'm not familiar with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, they're, they're replacing it with the ma- a mammoth double chocolate chunk cookie. Wow, sounds good. Hey, my mom used to be one of the ladies that gave out free samples. 
so I'd walk around and I'd mooch stuff off the free samples, and my mom would give me an extra big sample. That is the least surprising thing I've heard all day, Jay. Thank you. 800-848-9222. The lovely Lisa in Connecticut is on the line. Hello, Lisa. I used the da na 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 bat phone. <laughs> I couldn't get it on the other line. So I'm glad that the, that number still works. So uh, the Dollar Tree and the Dollar General store, I'm there like every other day. Poppy refuses to get his root beer anywhere else. He's got to get it at the Dollar Tree for the dollar. So we always get Poppy his root beer there. And I was thinking about the whole $1.50 thing. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, we had a piggy bank. Why don't you take the dollar fifty and start Carmine's little piggy bank? Uh, this kid has got more money than I do. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I'm not joking. He's got he's got all sorts of money. He's got money we've put away for him. He's he he is doing fine. He's got money. He's got money. Listeners have sent to him. You know, little uh, you know silver statistics certificates. He is doing fine. Believe me, Lisa. Uh, it's a great suggestion, though. But uh, so far. You know, I think the the cheap lunch suggestion, whether it's at Costco or elsewhere, is good. You know, I used to when I used to work in my uncle's auto body shop for a summer. You know, it was in a kind of a rough neighborhood, and there was this store around the corner. It was kind of a bodega, not quite a bodega, but it was it was I, I'll call it an Arab bodega, and they would serve dollar sandwiches, and you'd get maybe a ham and cheese or something else, not not anything too good. You couldn't get turkey or anything. But they would sell dollar sandwiches around the corner. I don't think they do the dollar sandwiches anymore, but maybe it's up to $1.50. You know what you can do? You can get an Arizona iced tea that's still 99 cents. That might be a prudent use of $1.50. You spend the 99 cents on an Arizona iced tea, figure it's $1.08 plus tax, depending on where you are. Well, I mean, $1.08 with tax. And then you place a bet, a sports bet, with the other 42 cents. That might be the way to go. 800-848-9222. George, what are you buying for $1.50? Hi there. How many do you want me to mention? Well, g- give me a few. Give me a few examples, as All long right. as they're interesting. All right. thirty-seven. that's including tax, okay? You can get the following. Pair of fantastic gloves. Where? Wait, 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 George. Where can I get a pair of fantastic gloves for $1.37? For example, if you go to uh, Dollar General or uh, Dollar Tree. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I will check that no. out because I, I took the bus in last night with uh, no gloves and I was freezing. So I could use a new pair of gloves. Also, cough mixture, uh, uh, scarf, fantastic scarf. Uh, uh, then you also have psoriasis cream. You can get a tube for $1.37. That's including tax. You can get three Colgate medium uh, 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 toothbrushes. You can get uh, a banquet nuggets uh, with fries, you know, for $1.25. Uh, you can get two large bars with 28% extra, right, of zest or coast or palm olive or Irish spring. And also, a dollar, you can also buy a lottery ticket called Take Five. Okay, so, all right. That's, that's a pretty good list, George. That's pretty good. All of a sudden, I'm going to accept this speaking engagement for $1.50. That's not bad. 800-848-9222. Evelyn is in Bayonne. Evelyn, hey, thanks. I don't know if you heard me mention this yesterday. Thanks again for that uh, uh, Seinfeld book for Carmine. I really appreciate that. I'm looking forward to reading it to him today. 
I thought you'd enjoy it more than Carmine That's, would. I think you're probably right. Okay, Frank, uh, from the dollar stores, and just one other thing, um, school supplies, whiteout, try to buy whiteout and staples, the good brand, forget about it. It's like $5. Wow. Um, scrunchies, if you have a daughter, the little velvet scrunchies that are more reliable than the ones you can get in any other um, name store, like Macy's or Kohl's or something. They're beautiful velvet. Um, as I puzzle books, school supplies, paper clips. Um, we work. For, I work for poor school. We depend on them. Christmas decorations, holiday decorations for the walls and windows, things like that. And um, a, a dollar lottery ticket. That's that a good list, a good too, one. Evelyn. I like that. I like that. Thank okay, you. Frank. Thanks a lot. Frank, That's a good Frank. one. 800-848-9222. Uh, Charlie is in Hell's Kitchen. Hi, Charlie. Hi, Frank. I called to talk about the last topic, about the interview with that British ambassador. Sure. That, be yeah. my guest. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I was furious. I was furious with the whole thing. When he talked about an immediate ceasefire in Israel, that's saying that Israel can't defend itself. What happened in Israel to those people on October 7th was so horrible and so horrific. I, I want all those Hamas killers and terrorists tracked down, and their souls are required in hell. So I don't believe in any of this ceasefire nonsense that you know I read about online and I hear some of the callers. And this guy's a British ambassador. You would think he would know better. I mean, don't, don't you think he well, he's a really fa- former former ambassador, in fairness? Okay, well, I can see why he's former now. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's the way he's going to make it. So, I mean, it's, it's good that he's former. But, I mean, it's just uh, after what happened to the Israeli people on October 7th, I, 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 was, I really haven't gotten your input or your feelings. And I, I think the listening audience, the rest of the listeners, will like it too. I mean, they, they were they were cooking little babies and toddlers in, in ovens. And, and, and I was just wondering, I mean, it's it, it's it's infuriating and exasperating and maddening to even think about that. And I and I, I was just wondering how how you felt about well, it. I, you... I mean, I think that's horrible. I think that's horrible. You know, uh, th- and thanks, uh, Charlie, for the call. I um, you know, I think that's that's diff- That's I mean, it's atrocious to me. There's no defense for that at all. I mean, which is why I asked the question uh, to uh, Ambassador Ford. Right. I mean, what you know, th- these are the questions that frustrate me. Right. Is that the people that are saying uh, Israel shouldn't do what it's doing, you know, they're right that Israel botched this. You know, they absolutely um, when especially when they got notice of the plot, they should have absolutely been uh, better, better protected. That being said, once this terrorist attack happens, what are they supposed to do? Just twiddle their thumbs. Oh, okay, All right. Well, sorry, we missed that. But. What are you supposed to do? You have to take some sort of retaliatory action. Otherwise, it'll happen again. If not from Hamas, from, you know, Hezbollah. So, But then the other question that frustrates me is, and this is why I really enjoyed my uh, conversation with Isaac Saul when he was on this program, is I really think he did a, a very thorough job getting into this. The other question that frustrates me is, what is the end game, right? What would you like to see happen next if you're, you know, part of this Israeli coalition to, you know, beat back Hamas? What do you want Gaza to look like? I thought the most honest answer we got from anybody on this show was Jeffrey Lichtman, who said he wants nobody there. 
He wants, you know, a, a Palestinian Adam and Eve. Now, I don't think that that's realistic. And, I, and even if it were realistic, I don't think that's wise to essentially drive everybody out of uh, the Gaza Strip or kill everybody. So what do you do? I mean, Biden's calling for a revitalized Palestinian authority. What does that look like? So I, um, I have no answers on this. I only have questions. 800-848-9222, which is one of the reasons why we've tried to have so many different perspectives on this. Because I have nothing but questions. Brian is in Pennsylvania. Hi, Brian. Yes, Frank. Thank you for what you do. Sure. I have the answer to your dollar fifty question, which can't be denied. Let me hear um, it. Get, get your favorite vegetable and buy seeds for it. I Tomatoes, love it. cucumbers. How much does it... Well, first of all, I don't really have a space to have a vegetable garden. Can I... Are there seeds that I can use just, um, you know, somewhere that wouldn't require a lot of space? Well, you can container, but you're getting it to extra cost. Uh, if you already have the place for See. it, you know, a dollar fifty goes a long way with tomatoes, cucumbers. What's the most ca- uh, cost-efficient seed that I can buy? Uh, I'm personally a cucumber lover, so okay, you end up with a lot, and they just keep going. <laughs> I, 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 Brian, I appreciate that. Thank you. Hey, lastly on this, because Noam Laden is waiting in the wings. Ted is in New Jersey. Hi, Ted. It's Ed, the milkman. Ed, the milkman. I'm sorry. You got Matt blazed. He's, he's a little rusty. He's been <laughs> no, off for two days. I think the best thing you could, could should have bought and would have helped you yesterday, excuse me, is an ice scraper for the $1.50. You can get a $1.50 ice scraper that's pretty good? Yeah, good enough to get the ice off your windshield. Okay. I like that, Ted. That's not a bad investment for a dollar fifty. See, I, yeah, I think <laughs> I think we or Ed, rather, excuse me. I think we've given yeah. a lot of people uh a lot of ideas of what you can spend a dollar fifty on. You know, <laughs> just keep it in the car because you get a day like yesterday, you'll use it. That's right. That's right, Ed. Thank you. All right, Noam Laden is here. We'll get a look at what's in the news straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. It's The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. the hour well look out Noam Laden is here well you know I was just telling you about my son how he took a sick day yesterday not took a sick day he was sick so we kept him home from school and I just got the word from my wife that um, he that the two of them she and he have been up since a quarter to four in the morning and he has a 101 fever again and she just gave him some Motrin he's playing cars and the two of them are listening to me 
So, Carmine, this is your father. It's daddy. Go to bed. Go to bed. And let mommy sleep. I'm going to be here for a couple more hours. So, I need you to go to bed. And feel better, bud. I, I miss you, and I, I will see you soon. I'm sorry you're not feeling well. Something which may put a little spring in your step, Mr. Carmine. Uh, something that will, at the very least, make you a little bit better informed is something you ought to be ready for. Stand by for the other side of Midnight's News. From New York City, the other side of Midnight and its affiliated stations present national and international news with Frank Morano and news director Noam Layden. Their summary of the world news and personal comments. Get the rest of the story. Hello now. Good morning, Frank, and good morning, Carmine. You might want to tell your parents to start building a bunker in the back of their Staten Island home just in case the world catches fire. Boy. Yeah. Talking with Rowan McKenzie, she's 38 years old. She's from Missouri. She began building a bunker in the back of her house about three years ago. She actually started collecting food 13 years ago canned food, that kind of thing. She thinks the end of the world is coming soon. And she thinks all the people who are like us do not have a bunker in back of our house are completely and utterly out of our minds. She says it's going to happen. And so she created this bunker and she's warned her family members, the ones who did not help her build it because she's built it on her own, that the door will be shut to them. They will not be let in. And she says some of them will be shocked because she knows when the day comes They're going to be banging hard to be let in. Inside this bunker, which is apparently relatively cozy, she got has all kinds of food, all kinds of canned food, lots of beans, uh, lots of uh, stuff that will stay forever or essentially ever. And then she's got this mass of artillery, all kinds of guns, because she says it'll be a doggy dog world when this happens. So she knows she may have to use guns, knives to fight off people who try to get into that bunker. She also says... She is a carnivore. She likes to eat meat. So she says when the end of the world happens, assuming that there are animals still roaming the planet, she'll need those guns to kill those animals for food. And again, she says, you're crazy if you don't build one. And in the last uh, eight or nine months, she has set up a TikTok channel so she can teach other people how to do this as well. She has 80,000 followers right now. So there are people who are taking information, asking her questions. Hmm. How did you do this? How much did it cost? What's your name again? Maybe we'll have her her on. Her name is um, Rowan McKenzie. Hmm. And so about 80,000 followers. Oh, by the way, this bunker all said and done with the food, the built-in bunker, the ammunition, the weapons cost her about $80,000. Well, I mean, look, that's a lot of money, but if uh, the world does essentially come to an end, it sounds like it's a smart investment. It's one of those things that you really don't know if it's a wise investment until, you know, it's too late for the rest of us that didn't build a bunker. It's kind of like life insurance. Well, well, everybody's going to (laughs) die. Right. Everybody may not be in a post-apocalyptic world. She would tell you you're crazy. So what, does she have a timetable for when she she thinks no. the you-know-what is hitting the fan? Well, she says right now she gets more frightened. She thinks there's chaos in the world, there's wars, inflation. She says she just doesn't know. Well, okay, there is inflation, but there's been a lot of periods throughout history with inflation that people have 
survived without a bunker. I mean, we've spoken with this fella, uh, J.C. Cole, on this show several times, who has a similar approach, but he's actually trying to build, um, you know, different remote locations, little mini towns and cities for the people that are wealthy enough to afford them. That's, I don't know, that that's going to be secure and everything, but uh, we'll see where it goes. I yeah. hope hope she's wrong. She's laughing at us, um, and we're laughing in some ways at her, because you sort of think if you get to that point of the end of the world, it will really be the end of the world. Yeah. The bunker won't help you yeah, out. Yeah, there was that one Twilight Zone episode where, you know, there's a lot of episodes that deal with l- looming apocalypses, and there's this one Twilight Zone episode where one neighbor has either a fallout shelter or some kind of bunker, and they won't let the other neighbors in. And I wonder if that's how it's going to be for Miss McKenzie. She yeah. seems emo- almost excited about that yeah, day. Yeah, see, I hate that. People, I don't like that. You, you didn't help me. You laughed at me. You're not allowed yeah, in. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Wiz Airline. Have you heard of Wiz Airline? No. You may not have. It's a discount airline in Europe. Think uh, Southwest or Frontier Airlines, okay. where it's discounted airline. And one of the stewardesses on the airline, her name is Denisa Tanace. She's been a flight attendant for at least uh, 10 years now. And she says, you know, I've seen all kinds of strange things as people get on flights. They do weird things. I've had conflicts, interactions with passengers who aren't so nice. But she says the latest one is the one she cannot explain. She says she was flying over Poland last week and she was taking pictures with her camera because she said it was just a beautiful sight. They were flying relatively low. She could see the ground. And she said she wanted to share these pictures Mm -hmm. with her friends online. Uh, when she went back to not essentially develop them, but when she went back to look at these pictures and these videos that she had taken, she realized that she had caught images of a UFO. And I was looking at this mm. this morning. It is pretty cool, and it's hard to figure out what it is. It is bright purple. It is zipping back and forth in the sky. She then brought it to the pilots who were on that flight and said, hey, did you see anything weird? Because she kind of knew exactly where she was during the flight when she then would look back at the pictures and they said, no, there was nothing strange going on. The pilots say fascinated by it as well. Initially, they thought maybe it was the glare of something coming off the airplane that was making it look like there was something in the sky. But when they looked closely at it, it was this bright purple image zipping back and forth near the airplane. They can't figure out what Has it is. Has she released the video? She has. If she you has. Go online, you can see it. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a hold of this, and uh, we'll post it on our Facebook page, and uh, and see if people can make heads or tails of it. It's gonna be a very very interesting, and it's on Wiz Airlines. Uh, it was right? Wiz Airlines. Wiz yeah. Airlines. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll check that out. Facebook.com/slash Morano Fan. If you want to um, if you want to see this uh, Wiz Airline UFO. What else you got first? No, you know, what's your Baltimore affiliate? I always get uh, WCBM. Great, I always get great stuff from people from WCBM. They, they are great. reach out. I they it's are very nice. Great. Them Absolutely, do, you know, do that. Email me. So last week I told you about these uh, Stanley uh, cups, these tumblers that had become all the rage. That's the name of it. It's a brand name. Right. You people were waiting in line outside Target here in Midtown, middle of the night, to get their hands on these things because they had not made enough of them. They essentially, think a thermos. I mean, it's not much more than that. Right. The reason they became hugely popular is there was this video that went viral of this car that caught fire. The entire car burnt apart, but that Stanley mug was still there, and there was ice in that mug after the fire, and that was part of the reason it went big. And they 
they sell for about 45 to 50 bucks. So this mom was telling me that her nine-year-old daughter wanted one of these. And she said, you know, I didn't want to spend 50 bucks. So she said, I bought something at Walmart that looked essentially like a tumbler. And she said when she returned to school after winter break, she was teased to no end for not having an actual Stanley tumbler. And she says she's heard stories of this happening all over the country of girls ganging up on each other because they didn't get the ultimate Stanley Tumber <laughs> during Christmas. Now, this is the part of the story where I'm not going to write back to her and say this is a little crazy. She said, you know what? I just felt bad for my daughter that she was getting teased in class. So she actually went out and bought her a $45 Stanley Tumbler so she could fit in with the cool crowd oh. at school. You know, again, my neighbor is obsessed with the Yeti. What is there anything in terms of functionality that makes the Stanley Tumbler different or better in some way than the Yeti? I don't know that it's any better, but that one viral the, video. The, just that. It's marketing. Yeah, essentially. It was great marketing. And okay. then what they did is whoever that marketing team was, they handed it off to a lot of big women, female, young women, TikTok influencers, people on Instagram, and the thing just blew up. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Noam, as always. And now you know the rest of the story. All right. Uh, we're going to do 15 seconds of fame in a moment. Uh, since my son is still awake, um, I'm going to try and get him to call in. He apparently, when I gave him a shout out on the air, he responded with, Daddy's awake, even though uh, my wife had already told him that I'm at work on the radio. So apparently this was proof enough for him that uh, that I am awake. So we'll see if we can get him to call in. This would be his first I believe his first live appearance on this program, the irony of all ironies being uh, that it takes place when, uh, you know, when he's under the weather. Hey, um, here is some good news. If you are looking, as I am, to stave off dementia. Research suggests that speaking multiple languages can delay the onset of Alzheimer's disease by... Up to five years. Having to inhibit your mother tongue, in theory, makes the brain a bit more resilient to the impairments caused by diseases like dementia. It's not clear whether casually following a language app confers the same cognitive advantage, but the regularity with which you use the second language appears to be more important than when you learn it. So I, um, I'm i curious what methods people have had a uh, good time or had success learning a second language with. I know my wife was into Rosetta Stone. She, she knows Spanish pretty well. But I was looking at these children's videos to try and teach my son Italian, and I thought it might be fun, he at two, me at whatever age I am, that we're learning this second language together. But I would love to stave off dementia and learn a second language. I think that would be a lot of fun. All right, we're going to do 15 seconds of fame in a moment, and uh, we may even hear from Carmine William Morano. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Side at Midnight with Frank Morano.
the great Andy B, the late great Andy B, um, singing our anthem there, The Other Side of Midnight. Uh, This is The Other Side of uh, Midnight. We're going to do 15 Seconds of Fame in just a moment, where you can be heard on any subject for 15 seconds. You know, if you're someone that just wants to call in and try to sneak in a curse word, I mean, what kind of loser are you, honestly? Just, just, we're dumping you anyway. So, I mean, why waste your time? And why waste the minutes of your phone call? I mean, meantime, um, I'm very, very pleased. I'm not pleased that he's awake right now, but I'm very, very pleased to say hello to my son, Carmine William Moreno. Carmine, how are you, buddy? Say hi. He's waving. Carmine. Come out of your mouth. Say hi. Hi, Daddy. How are you? Um, I'm feeling good. You good? What are you doing? Oh, mommy, daddy's bed. Oh, you're in our bed? Why aren't you asleep? Daddy says, oh, daddy is, um, all right. Well, buddy, I miss you. I look forward to seeing you soon. I hope you're feeling better. And uh, please go to sleep and let mommy get some sleep. Okay, buddy? Okay. I love you. I love you. Oh, what a good boy. You're the best, buddy. I'll see you in a little while. Thank you, buddy. Uh, You're the best. Thank you. All right. That was nice. Um, I do wish he was asleep, though, right now. All right. Without further ado. The Other Side of Midnight. This is 15 Seconds of Fame. Mike. Morning, Frank. I would like to mention the recent passing of Peter Crombie, 71. To his Seinfeld friends, he was known as Crazy Joe Davola. Perhaps he is now causing stress and wreaking havoc in the afterlife. Good night, Pagliacci. Rest in peace. I didn't realize that he passed away. Shame on me. Raji. Indeed. If we give everything uh, Ukraine wants and more, millions more Ukrainians will perish in a never-ending hundred-year war. Rita, thank you. Richie. This is Jay. Frank, you broadcast very well. You excel at that over the air, but maybe not broadcasting salt. Do a great job. I've got a gravel driveway and no sidewalk in Ohio. <laughs> 800-848-9222. Gary. Israeli situation, end game, total and complete destruction of Hamas. 800-848-9222. Three open lines. Robert. Prepare yourselves, America, to fight for your country on your own soil this time. 800-848-9222. Rusty. Yeah, talk about great radio personalities. One guy thinks he's Walter Cronkite. The other guy thinks he's Mercer Diane and John Barrymore at the same time. Which one am I? Uh, Walter Cronkite. I'll take it. I like Walter Cronkite. And that's the way it is. Lisa! Oh my God, that was amazing with Carmine. God bless. Oh, thank you. Yeah, he's I a cute it. boy. Thank you, Lisa. Uh, 800-848-9222 if you want to squeeze in one last comment. All right. Um, meantime, let me tell you, Al, we'll, we'll end it there um, because uh, Carmine threw me off my game. I went to 15 Seconds of Fame a little early. But... Um, Tomorrow, we are loaded for bear tomorrow. We got Brian Kilmeade on the program tomorrow. 
We have Tony Orlando on this program tomorrow. We have uh, Richard Sacqua on this program tomorrow. And um, I think it's actually going to be a rare four-guest day in that we're actually going to have either Dr. Peter Mikolos or Michael Tracy, who who stood us up in from Iowa yesterday. We were supposed to have him on yesterday, and he kind of uh, stood us up, and he said it was due to some technical difficulty. I told him... Uh, that that's fine, but I was going to have to denounce him now, and he said he understood that and would absolutely accept my uh, denunciation. So that's interesting. Hey, you know, I read an interesting article, and this is the last thing I'll mention, that the world is being ruled by group chats, and increasingly, whether people are sharing photos, people are sharing messages, whether it's political commentary or people trying to organize protests, they're not doing it on social media anymore. They're doing it in group text messages or on group WhatsApp messages. And I found that that is a lot of what I'm doing. I'm on a neighbor's group chat. I'm on a Friday night group chat. I'm on a show group chat. I'm on a, you know, Matt Blaze Death Watch group chat. I'm on all these different group chats. And apparently, the New York Times Magazine has this terrific article. I'm going to link to it if you want to read it. Uh, how group chats rule the world. They quietly became the de facto spaces to share dumb jokes, grief, or even plans for an insurrection. Really interesting. Uh, it's definitely worth reading, and it makes you th- makes me think about all different ways that we can plan on marketing this show, right? I mean, if you're in a group chat, share a link to our podcast. We'd certainly appreciate it. All right, Frank Moreno, good day. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.